Well, hello, Michael. Hey, Brian. Good to be here with you, but in a slightly different venue, I suppose. Yeah. So um, I'm excited. This is a, the first episode of a brand new podcast, Python People. And you're a Python People person, people. So <laughs> I am a Python People. And congratulations on the new podcast. What a cool uh, venture you're launching here and, you know, a different angle, a different take. Right before we recorded, you said, is this going to be video also or just audio? And I'm not sure yet. So we, we may do, we, I may, I may post the video. I may not. We'll see. Um, and, uh, it's kind of, I'm okay with building this new podcast kind of with the, with the public and have people help me decide things. That's fine. So, um, Michael, you, Michael Kennedy is here. Um, you are fairly well known in the Python community. You've got talk Python, talk Python, the podcast, which is what over 400 episodes now. And, uh, it is over 400 episodes, eight years, eight years. Which is insane. Yeah. That, I feel like I just started that thing. What's going on? <laughs> That's incredible. Um, it's quite an accomplishment. They, not only that, but you built the back end for it, right? Yeah, that's all Python code running, running there. Uh, did the web design? Um, it's Beanie and MongoDB and async and await and all the good stuff. Okay, um, and then you took that, built a uh, Talk Python training. Um, uh, how, when did Talk Python training start? Do you remember? About a year later, uh, okay. I'd been doing the podcast as kind of you know over my lunch hour or outside of business hours while I was working in a company. And that company was a education, a developer education company. So there was, there was no way I could do courses and not, you know, get somehow in trouble with like, Hey, we hired you to do this. And then you're also doing that and selling it. That seems a little like a conflict of an interest. So I had to wait a while till I could do the courses until I had enough traction stability that I could quit my job and just go, all right, just I'm just writing courses now. That's what I'm doing, and, and you're, keeping the podcast going. I I did a quick count. Looked like 42 courses uh, or something. Yeah, um, yeah. So they they're still growing. 140 hours or so. Yeah, I have actually been frantically recording another one that's going to go out. Ideally, this week we'll see. It's always a lot more loose ends to coordinate on those kinds of things than you would imagine. Yeah, and uh, and Python Bytes, of course, you do that as well. So another podcast. Yeah, uh, we've been doing that a long time, and that's that's super fun. I really like that format too. It's just like here's a bunch of cool stuff I found, and a bunch of cool stuff you found. When we, you know, just BS about an it audience for a while. that yeah. yeah, they like to BS with us as well. So it's fun. Um, so I guess how is all that going? How are, are you still enjoying podcasting and courses and and this 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 chapter of your life is it going well yeah it's going well i am really enjoying it one of the things that i've come to realize and i'm sure a lot of people have as well is over time as you you do these things they kind of build up there's there's this friction the friction of life the friction of things right there's like accounting and coordination and support emails and stuff so the one if if i could wish for more wish for anything different. It would just be honestly just more focus on those things that you highlighted there and less time okay. on, you know, why did the MailChimp API uh, change in a breaking way and now people can't sign up for this thing? And I'm like, okay, that 
that I was going to write a course this morning, but maybe I'll rewrite my MailChimp integration. <laughs> so okay. the thing doesn't, you know, like that, that kind of friction is around. So I, but focused on the, the, the important, the good stuff that actually benefits people. Yeah. I love it. It's great. This isn't passive. You're, you're, this is a lot of work, right? Um, it is a lot of work. Yeah. It's, it's good work and it's, it's, you know, certainly decent money, but it's not, it's not that I just go sit on the beach and you know, <laughs> a couple hours a day, but you can't <laughs> like, take, for example, you can't take a couple weeks of vacation and stuff just keeps going. Right. So. That's true. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. luckily, you know, Python's plenty good. The website's plenty good. The thing will keep running if I don't do anything for it. Right. It's not, I can't remember the last time I got a message like, Oh my gosh, the website is down or this thing is broken. Like it's almost never. So in that regard, yeah, I can just like, Hey, let me take a week. In fact, very soon after we're done talking, I'm jumping in the car for uh, a good, good vacation along the beach. So you're going to the beach. Uh, I hope you have fun. Um, yeah. A warm beach farther away from not in Oregon. <laughs> we have cold beaches. They're beautiful, but they're freezing, but they're beautiful though. Uh, and there's like, usually good food nearby. So there's that. Yeah. But you do a whole, well, like what other stuff do you do? Uh, I know that you ride a motorcycle. Um, yeah, a lot of people grow up playing stick and ball sports, you know, soccer. I think some people call that football. I don't know. Have you heard that, Brian? <laughs> I played football. I played football too. It, you tackle each other a lot. The, the one I'm thinking of, you don't get as many penalties for tackling. Um, but that was, I, I, couldn't play that in any organized way. I would. Be, I was a relatively small kid. I would have been crushed by the the other people in, in playing American football. So my sport when I was growing up was motocross. So I raced motorcycles and you know and really fly like, over the jumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So when did you start riding racing? I started, I started riding motorcycles. I was visiting my mom. My parents were separated. I was there for like a month. There was just not anything to do because I didn't have any of my friends around. Like I would, I went far away to to stay with her. So there just I didn't know kids from school and stuff. But there was this old motorcycle in the garage, and they said, you know, if you get that running, you can ride it. So my brothers and I, like, we were like, we have a mission. We have nothing <laughs> to do, and there's a motorcycle. That if we get it running, we're gonna get it. We get to ride it all summer. So we spent a week and we rebuilt it and got it running and and that was that. So I started racing probably when I was thirteen or so okay. and raced till I was like I don't know nineteen. I had to kind of get serious about college and stuff, but it was fun, really fun. And that that that's like with all the jumps and stuff. Yeah. Uh, did you ever have any crashes? Uh, a couple. Got knocked <laughs> out a couple times. Oh jeez. Uh, <laughs> But, but you know, when you think oh, you had a couple of cra like over six years, right? It wasn't something that was super common. Um, but you know, a couple, a couple, but they were not too serious. I've one time kind of fell probably 15 feet out of the sky and landed flat on the ground. The motorcycle hit, landed on top of me. That, that one hurt, but it <laughs> took a few days. <laughs> Jeez, that, yeah. That's uh so, um, uh, what part of the country were you in at that point? Are you in Oregon at that point? Uh, that was Kansas City. Yeah, okay. it was Kansas City. There was some actually right by Missouri. There was actually some good racetracks out there and some some pretty cool people. So we'd, you know, on the weekend, we'd pack up the bikes. And my brothers also raced. So we'd all go out and, you know, just drive an hour to some racetrack and spend 
Saturday or Sunday there, just fooling around, having fun. Okay. Seeing what we could do, trying different jumps and whatnot. Were you, so were you the uh, um, uh, middle or younger younger brother? The or oldest. You were the oldest. oldest. I have two younger brothers, yeah. Okay. He's the trailblazer. That's pretty cool. Um, uh, yeah. Wow. Um, and then you still ride, though. You don't race anymore, though, do you? No, I don't race. Like, you bounce when you're a kid. You snap when you get older. It's not <laughs> ideal. <laughs> so I don't do any of that. But I, uh, I've gotten into what's called adventure riding, where you get bikes that can go farther. And my goal, we have here on the West Coast of the U.S. something pretty awesome called the BDR, Backcountry Discovery Routes. Okay. And these are pretty well-known trails that go well there's one that goes all the way from mexico to canada and what goes right through oregon so my goal is to traverse oregon completely almost completely off-road through the mountains and the forest and the desert you know it's like a if you if you i guess they said something like nine days hundred a thousand miles or 900 miles something like that it's really far because it's so curvy weavy not straight um because it has to wind around little mountains and streams and and stuff. So I don't know if I'll be able to do that this summer, but part of it for sure. Well, okay. So question about that. The, uh, maybe I don't get it. Uh, I mean, it sounds interesting. Do you, do you, but motorcycles have like little tiny gas tanks. Um, yeah, well, so- it, they kind of, the way the works, it'll like maybe go over a mountain uh, for 40 miles and it'll dip into a little road that'll connect over to the next section. And usually in those little connecting areas, you can find some gas or okay. some supplies or something. So you probably would only go 150 miles on one tank. And then are you like camping during that or yeah. are you? Okay. okay. Yeah. Usually, uh, I mean, you certainly it would be fine to not camp if you could find a hotel, but sometimes, you know, there's a big stretch where there's, I don't yeah. think there's a really proper place to stay. So you throw, one of those little tiny hiking tents on the back and, and there, one of those little blow up sleeping bag things. Have you done any like short, uh, th- and these are, these are trails, right? Um, so yeah. Yeah. Some of them are like fire roads where maybe a, a truck or a, a okay. logging truck might go. And some are more like almost just little trails. Yeah. And have you done like shorter versions of this so far already? Let's see. It's Monday. So Friday, I was out, did a 150-mile ride just in, in practice out on the mountains by the coast here. Okay. How fun. Yeah, it took all day, but it was excellent. We cl- we climbed to the top of a mountain, had just like an amazing view, and you're just, you're so far out there. It's just out in nature. It's really amazing to just just go, you know what? Let's go 20 miles that way and just, just see. Where do you now, think that goes? And is that something you're doing solo or are you doing it with like a, a group of people? Or I, have a, I have a good friend who uh, usually a lot of times will come along, but um, okay. if, sometimes it's solo. It's You got to be more careful when it's solo. Okay. Yeah. Right. You don't want to be, because it's pretty far out there, right? You don't want to like, just like, well, now I got to walk 20 miles. Oh no. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, if, if, you, if you're, um, if you have mechanical problems or an injury or something. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. So cool. I could probably go over that big rock or jump over that log, but if it breaks the motorcycle, (laughs) I could, I could fix it, but I'm really far out here. I got to, you know, consider the consequences. So you kind of, kind of got to keep that in mind. 
Okay. Do you have like a um, like an emergency set of tools to work on your bike? I do. I have you're... a little pack that goes on the back, and it's got things for tire changing, uh, inner tubes for the the motorcycle tires. Um, you know, a little tiny tiny pump. A okay. couple. There's like a few basic. You might be able to fix it if you broke the engine. You're done. But you know, if you broke a tire, you're probably okay. Okay. Interesting. Wow. Um. Fascinating. And in uh. So I'm I'm imagining it's kind of like a hike, uh, but on I was imagining that it's kind of like a hike, but on a motorcycle. But you're saying you're like you're hitting jumps and stuff. Are you doing Are you doing jumps and no, no, crazy not stuff? not really. More like there'll be you know there'll be a fallen tree or something, and you just kind of like wheelie over the tree, okay, or, or something, and keep going right. Like not not the jumps of the motocross days. <laughs> okay, um, not like down like. Like uh, downhill, um, like crazy uh, X Games. Downhill mountain biking stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. I used to do that too, actually, before I got back into motorcycling. Did you? Yeah, I lived in uh, California. And we would, in the summers, we would take our mountain bikes. I lived in San Diego. We'd take our mountain bikes up to Big Bear, and Red Bull would build a downhill racetrack with all those crazy jumps and stuff you see on TV. And if you go there, a little before, a little after, the track would be there and you could ride on it and they would hook your bicycle, your mountain bike, onto the chairlift, take you to the top and you would bomb down it, put it back on the chairlift and go back up again. It's like the best kind of bicycling is just downhill. That sounds actually like a lot of fun. It's super fun. And you don't have to be crazy, right? You can just roll over the scary stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, And it's all... Is this so? It's all downhill. Um, so is it still a lot of work? Yeah. Or is it? Pretty- you would think absolutely. Oh, it's no work. You just ride the chairlift up, but the you're going down so steep, and you got to keep hitting the brakes. So it's like kind of like doing a bunch of push-ups, right? Like you got to stop yourself <laughs> every okay. time you've got. Oh, we're slowing down. So it's like, Urgh. oh yeah. So right? and that it's 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 actually pretty heavy work if you're going fast. Okay. Your arms are probably getting a decent workout then. Um, oh, yeah, you're done at the bottom. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> I need a break. My, my arms cannot take this anymore. My hands can't take it anymore. Huh. Cool. Yeah. Um, and have you ever done – so that was a – did you ever do, do – I don't know what the – that was in California. Have you ever done something like that at yeah. altitude? Because I know you can – there's people doing crazy stuff like that up in uh, near Denver and things. in. Uh, not very much. I, okay. Not much. Not okay. really. Um, the other thing, uh, so you just kind of like to go fast. Um, you, yeah, I suppose <laughs> that's probably a flaw I have. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you also have like a, like a awesome setup for, uh, doing simulated racing, right? I do. I really, it's something I really enjoy. I don't I, I get into these sports where you can kind of just like work on, like practice one little thing, get a little better and better. And, and, and car stuff is certainly like that like it would be nice to race real cars and real events and do things like that but practice i think it means a lot of mechanics like being a make not like physics but like actually being a mechanic of you know changing out this broken piece and whatnot and none of that really appeals to me so the compromise or whatever is i i ended up getting this sim racing setup if people don't know what that is you get like a a wheel that has really fine racing wheel set up that has really fine but strong force feedback to communicate what's happening on the road. And then there's a handful of 
simulators, game type things that you can play. Uh, the one that I like to play the most probably is iRacing. And okay. you only race against real people. There's not, it's not like a, a storyline or, you know, oh, really? uh, computer okay. players. You, they have scheduled races. So, you know, at two, two and four and 6 PM, there's a race on this racetrack with this type of cars and it draws in really, really good people. Like I've, I've, uh, raced against a couple of the IndyCar champions, uh, oh, somebody wow. who used to be a formula one racer. And so, you know, you get to sit down and like spend 30 minutes in a competition with, with some really interesting <laughs> situations and people and stuff. So, huh. and it's just, it's, it is pretty cool. So I have, um, what's called a, a Fanatec, uh, racing wheel and pedals and all that and like set up and yeah, it's, it's neat. In a seat that looks like a, did you, is it an actual car seat or? It's not actually a car seat, but it, you know, I could be convinced that it is a car seat. And all this got started during COVID, by the way. I'm like, well, if I'm going to be locked in the house for a couple of years, <laughs> what can I do? You know, let's, uh, let's get one of these things and, and try. So. Yeah, well, you are fun. in Portland. There is a racetrack here. Um, have you ever been on Yes, the there is a really cool racetrack. Have you ever I've been only on been on Portland International Raceway. I've been on it multiple times to park <laughs> so if you go to an event there sometimes you park inside in the uh inside of the track instead of the outside and they'll have it open you drive across for a moment then i gotta right, get out of the way we're racing okay <laughs> so that to that extent i have okay. i was actually there on saturday watching the formula e race which was way more uh, popular than i expected sold out it's crazy wow so this is fascinating because this is like I've never been, I've never really watched racing too much, um, mm -hmm. or, um, uh, or done much of it. Uh, I was more of a solo sport sort of person, skateboards <laughs> yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I know you're a big skateboarder. That's awesome. Um, but the, uh, uh, but I, I hear you with the, uh, the age thing does make a difference. Um, last time I was, last <laughs> time I went skateboard and I like, just took a minor fall like it was it was it would have been something i wouldn't even like told anybody about as a kid <laughs> and i was out for like the rest of the day i'm like oh my god oh no <laughs> yeah uh, skateboarding even more than motorcycling you got to kind of bounce instead of break i i'm always really? when i watch people really skateboarding i think just you know they just yeah. seem to like crash out and like ah oh, whatever and bounce back up you know uh, wearing a hat for a helmet that kind of thing you know yeah, yeah, you learn how to roll, uh, and yes, get of course, in the right way. So, yeah, and then uh, snowboarded for a while. But did you do you do any uh, winter sports? Yeah, I love skiing. Okay, I only got up like a couple times, three times or four times last year. But yeah, I like skiing. I've always wanted to snowboard. It looks maybe even more fun. But I've, there's this this trough of despair you have to go through. Like I've already fallen when I was young and become not great, but you know, fine with skiing. I could ski a whole day without falling. Let's say that. Okay. Um, but if I want to learn ski, this, uh, snowboarding, well then I'm going to have to end up falling for like three or four days <laughs> till I can just do basic things again. And I've never, I've never decided like this vacation is a day, the vacation where I'm just not doing very much other than like kind of bounce around so i have never learned snowboarding but it looks so huh. fun yeah the the reason why i got into it is i was never i i liked skiing 
but I only got, I got good enough to be able to go fast, but not good enough to not wipe out all the time. Um, and, (laughs) uh, and like when you, when you actually could get good enough to like start going kind of fast, when you wipe out your stuff's everywhere, you got like two skis and two poles. It takes (laughs) a while to get it all that collected again. Um, and, uh, with a snowboard, at least I don't, I haven't been out for a decade probably. Um, but, uh, I didn't have to pick anything up. They're strapped. It's strapped to your feet. It doesn't go anywhere. So uh, it goes with you. Yeah. Uh, for, for, for better or worse, I uh, had a, had a ankle injury because it, because it stopped didn't and I didn't. Off. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, lots of fun. Um, well, it's, it seems pretty fun. Do you kind of have a, so the motorcycling, the, the simulated racing, um, uh, have your kids picked up any of these things? Kids, kids want to go motorcycling. They want to get their motorcycle license. I'm not sure I want to encourage them to go out and be out with cars. Like the, for all the dangers, I think it sounds like that some of these motorcycle things I described, like jumping over j- high jumps or like going far. None of that compares to just like the old guy that's looking right and turns left. <laughs> or you know the, oh, yeah. the teenager texting right like you don't control those things right <laughs> and they're not. so i haven't yet said sure let's let's teach you how to ride the motorcycle but they do want to um, but certainly the skiing they're they're definitely into that so so you um uh you do you do ride a motorcycle just like in on the streets now um and yeah. is not that- for commuting because I don't go anywhere. Just- <laughs> <laughs> you have yeah, a- just like we have beautiful mountain roads around here, you know. And you, just- you have to go out in the weather to commute. Um, you have to like the slight part of your house that you have to go from one part. That's to true. Another. My office and like where we're recording this and where I do all the the courses and podcasts and stuff is in the garage, which is technically separated from the house by a sidewalk. So yeah. <laughs> I got it. I'm going to cross over. It's actually beautiful because it's peaceful no matter what's going on in the house. If the dogs are barking or the kids are home for summer, you know, school's out in the summer. Yeah, it's still nice. nice and quiet. I love it. Um, so you have the kid, girls had any desire to do um, uh, like off-road motorcycling? Yeah. The problem is I don't have any off-road motorcycle other than this big adventure bike, which is like way way too big to to learn on for them so hmm. i'd be glad to get a little off-road motorcycle but then i need a truck oh yeah <laughs> it's like i gotta buy a truck so that i can buy a, a cheap inexpensive motorcycle and i just haven't haven't gone there okay i didn't really think about that uh when i was there was a, a family that had uh, motorcycles when i was growing up that um we lived kind of out outskirts of town and they had uh they had an orchard where they sold fruit and stuff like that and mm-hmm. um so we could ride the motorcycles through there um i don't think they ever went anywhere with them uh, like uh, yeah nobody had licenses because it was just dirt paths and stuff like that but, right um, yeah that's um, beautiful though you can just you already have like a really nice area i'm sure in the orchard to cruise around yeah it was a little terrifying to go fairly i mean what i thought of fast is like you know slightly faster than i could run but um uh but it's hard it's harder to stop a motorcycle than it is to stop when yeah. you're running you're going through all those trees and everything um but the um uh anyway uh kind of kind of fun so uh, any other uh, like speed sports that you do that you uh we haven't covered 
No, I think that 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 probably covers the speed sport. The only other real hobby, I guess, that I would throw in there is um, billiards. I spent. Oh, um, I did not know this. When, when listen, listen to this. You, this is both. Uh, it's kind of interesting and cool, but also a testament to how bad minimum wage used to be in the U.S. So when I was in high school, I worked at a pizza place, and I would would make like a very meager amount of money throughout the day, you know, as a junior in high school or something. And then I would go out with my friends at night and play pool for like competitions, tournaments, um, gambling under the right circumstances, you know, like, hey, 20 bucks or whoever wins like first five games sort of thing. And I realized over the summer that I would work eight hours at this pizza place and I would go work two hour work, play for two hours at the pool hall, make more money than I did all day. So eventually I just quit my pizza job and just went and played pool for like a year or something. Really? Yeah, it was excellent. <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> but I say it's also a bit of a statement on minimum wage because you didn't have to do that well to make more than pizza. It was like three dollars, three fifty an hour or something. It was it was bad pay. Yeah, I mean, when I, was, I started flipping burgers at three thirty five an hour. Uh, yeah, back, exactly. Back then. Um, and my, my daughter, so I was tell, telling my daughter this once and she said, uh, but, but cost of living was so much less. And I'm like, I don't think it was comparable. So I, I like did the <laughs> chart and uh, I don't know, minimum wage, at least here is $11 or something. I don't know. I think it's uh, 14 now. It's been 14? going, they're working towards 15. Yeah, it's pretty high. And it, and it should be relatively. That, uh, yeah, I think that's right. But the the cost so that's like five times almost five times what it was when we started cost of living hasn't gone up five times since then um yeah. it it's maybe doubled but uh yeah not five times but uh, and i'm like no it was it was terrible i said I, I worked like two weeks and my paycheck i bought a pair of shoes uh that's what i did with my first paycheck so <laughs> you could have quit that job and gone and played pool I could yeah. have. Well, no, I lived in. <laughs> it was lived really in, fun, actually. It was really great. I lived in Pullman, Washington at the time. There's like nothing there. It's like a coffee shop and a, I don't know. There's it's, there's a university, but uh, as a high as skinny high school kid, I couldn't get a job at the university. So, <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, well, so let's uh change direction a little bit. I'm really glad I got. To, I didn't know that about you. Uh, and that's kind <laughs> of what I want to do with this podcast is I want to like try to get to know the people in the Python community and get to know them more as like people um, and the, some of the stuff they do in their free time, some passion hobbies or whatever. Um, and one of the, so I've asked a handful of people and one of the questions that came back was you're not stepping on Michael's toes, are you? Um, Cause they, they don't want me to like try to redo talk Python. And I, I don't think I am. Um, so uh, I guess I'll do this in public. Michael, are you okay with me starting another podcast? Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, one, I'm here. And I certainly congratulate you on that. I think it's totally fine. I think there's there are many angles and many stories. And I guess the thing that is common through TalkPython is this and this. is The reason I started TalkPython is I did want to learn about libraries and packages like Flask or SQL Alchemy or whatever. But you could learn about those online, right? I, I won't, you don't want the, the sterilized, distilled, just well, here's the three API calls. Like, you, why was that created? Who created it? Um, 
you know, what was the journey to create those things, right? So there's there is a kind of a human, like what's the human side of yeah. you know the Python technology, but certainly you know the showcase is one project or or one bit of code on Talk Python, and you know here the the focus is the person, right? They might be doing Python stuff, but also you know yeah. they might be racing motorcycles. Yeah, I I think it's they. They're very uh, compatible. I don't think it's a uh, an arm wrestling match at all. Nothing like that. I was thinking about that in terms of like a um, also in terms of a, a PyCon or a conference. I wouldn't go to a conference with one speaker. There's seven days in the week. I'm all for at least seven good Python podcasts out there. So anyway, for sure. Thanks for being the first guest, um, and thanks for talking with me. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show, and. Con- you know, good luck with the podcast. It's going to be fun to see the progress. Thanks for listening to Python People. Show notes are at pythonpeople.fm. Please subscribe to the show. You can also follow the show on Mastodon. Follow at Python People or at Brian Aachen, both on fostodon.org. This episode is brought to you by the Complete PyTest course. PyTest is powerful and easy to get started. You owe it to yourself and your team to write clean, easy-to-read tests to save you time now and during maintenance. The Complete PyTest course will get you started with good habits and teach you some cool tricks when you need them later on. Even if you already use PyTest, why not level up? With a 30-day refund policy, you've got nothing to lose. Check it out at courses.pythontest.com. Thank you, Patreon supporters. You rock. Links to the course and Patreon sign-up are in the show notes. If you'd like to be on the show or know someone you'd like me to interview, reach out to me on Mastodon. I'm at Brian Aachen at Fostodon.org. That's all for now. Thanks.